0: Gentlemen, how are we? The cup has been awarded,
1: yes, Ooh. as we've predicted, because game seven would have been yesterday. So,
0: <laughs> wait a minute, because yeah. I looked at yeah. the last episode. Did you? Oh, okay, I was about to say because you both had it going to seven, didn't you? But obviously, yeah, yeah. No, like, you did say yeah. the series was going to be done. But uh, before we get to that, though, I wanted to say that today is a very special anniversary in the world of hockey. It is the anniversary of three different things that happened in the span of ah, yes, yes. 23 minutes. Very famously, the trade is one for one Taylor Hall for Adam Larson. Steven Stamkos resigns in Tampa. And famously, in the most relevant to this podcast, PK <laughs> Suban for Shea Weber. The day that was so big and the trade that was so big, I had people text me, you hate hockey, saying, What has just happened? <laughs> what do you guys, where were you when the 23 minutes of madness happened?
2: Um, I was sitting on my couch at home to be honest. There's no grand, I don't have a grand story here, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, I was literally sitting on my couch, my guess probably watching something hockey related, and it was just like, boom, okay, I think what was it that came first? Uh, it was one for one, yeah. I don't even I, remember. I, I, believe I think so, so. it was and one I'm for like, one, huh. yeah, and then Stamco signed, and I'm like. That one hurt a little bit. And then uh, we and then we moved on to uh it was one for one part two. I don't know why we don't I don't know why we don't call it that, but I guess because Bob McKenzie didn't have that in his tweet,
1: but that that was Mm -hmm. on my couch.
0: Daniel.
1: I was at High Park. I remember this vividly. I was at High Park with family. enjoying the day i think we some extended family came to visit so we were just kind of showing them around the western part of uh the city and Mm. a friend calls me because i didn't have my data on i didn't have twitter i didn't have anything on and he just says taylor hall and then he just said i'm like what and he's like one for one i'm like what's going on and he's like okay bye i'm like what and then i checked twitter i'm like wow that actually did happen and then We, I think, I believe we sat down for a coffee. And then for the next 23 minutes, I just was looking at all the analysis and then all these things start coming up. Like, oh, this happened and this going on. And like, I I was not shocked by it because it was Peter Shirelli at first. No, yeah. But when the Subban one happened, that one shocked me because I believed Mark Bergevin when he said that 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 he would not trade PK Subban.
0: Oh, Daniel. I was too young.
1: Naive, uh, naive. Yes.
0: I, I was at home. I remember I was on, I was sitting at my kit, like the kitchen Island. And uh, I think I found out for the first time, like ever, I found out by watching CP 24, which was, I don't know how. And then uh, the texts, the text came in. And like, I, I had like, my, my ex texted me and she, she hates hockey. Right. And I think I have a big part of that, <laughs> but like, she's like, what's this? And, that's the thing of like, that's when it was it was groundbreaking. And I remember <laughs> that, the, and I've said this before, that the first time I've ever really, really looked into the depth of a contract was two weeks before the Subban trade because I was just looking at Shea Weber's randomly. And I think it was on General Fanager at the time too, um, which funny enough, I remember back in the day when we had General Fanager. And even older hockey fans are like, oh, what was, tell me, tell you about Kapke. But anyway, and I remember at that moment, it hit me like he has 11 years left on the contract. <laughs> it was a disaster. And I've told you, there have been a few times where I've nearly cut the cord of being a hamster. That was the first time <laughs> I came close. And it was somehow even, an even trade all these years later. And, uh, and now we use the Vegas Golden Knight dead contract. Uh, but that, that, was, that was wild.
1: I have a follow-up question to that. Sure. Because you talked about the 11 years left on that contract. I know the Preds had to match that from the Flyers with that illegal contract yeah. in 2013, no, 2013, right? Yes. Couldn't tell you. Because um, that was also when they lost Ryan Suter to – oh, no, that was 2012. We lost Ryan Suter to the Wild. Um, you mentioned that 11 years, but how mm-hmm. long did it take you to warm up to Shea Weber?
0: It took it, it. I think it took once he started Playing because you could Feel his presence right away like he Shane Weber's play style he slid In really really well to the point of Yeah you could tell that you know what like The puck movement was gone from the back End but obviously you know Petrie sort of recovered a bit of it but Like he fit in really well Like I don't think Weber ever had a really bad Stretch except that last COVID shortened Season sort of like the 56 games Because you could tell it was just But then he finished it off with the playoffs and you kind of forget it. But like, he was good right away. It was, he came as advertised. So I warmed up to the guy right away, but it was that whole summer. And remember it was right after the draft. So we had, not only was it, there was no more news after that because it was right after it would have been, there was free agency, um, but nothing was going to come close to that. And then you just had the rest of the summer to stew on it. So it was, it was a long summer, but then, you know, he just, the physicality, the slap shot, it was, uh, you know, you fit in. You fit in. Uh, I miss I miss uh, PK, obviously. This was the
1: same summer, too. Like, the, the Habs got a bit more aggressive. They got Weber, and then they got Andrew Shaw.
0: Was that also – oh, yes, okay, I remember this. So, I was devastated that the start that week – because it was the draft started and Bettman was like, "We have a trade to announce," and he said Montreal. And everyone at that moment probably thought it was the Weber trade, but it was Montreal trading Lars Eller to Washington, who was my favorite player, beside Carey. And I was devastated. Like I was almost in tears. And they brought in Andrew Shaw. I'm like, "What are we doing here?" And then famously, that was the pick they traded away to became Alex Abrinkat. Um And then it was already rough enough that they had traded Eller. And then a couple of days later, it's like, "Oh, hey there." Here's this guy, and then they brought in Radulov. I think was it the year after. I think they brought Radulov in either that year or after. I can't remember; it's a bit fuzzy because I think it may have been the off after that, is when they lost Markov or something. It was like a, it was consecutive summers where everything was going wrong. It was it was wild, man. It was wild. Anyway, um, it,
2: it, it was a fourteen-year contract signed in two thousand, the summer of two thousand oh <laughs> <laughs> and twelve.
0: That's cool. And hey, it's. And he's still being effective on and off the ice, mainly off the ice for the Vegas Golden Knights now, though. Um, But hey, it uh, was—it's an important day in history that I think we always have to talk about. Um, But now to get on to the main meat and potatoes. Uh, Yeah, the Colorado Avalanche are Stanley Cup champions. Uh, I was busy and working, so I didn't get to watch the game, which I'm really mad about. well, I got out of work and I looked at my phone. I saw our I saw it was 2-1. I looked and I saw Leckin' had the game winning goal and I lost it. But I mean, I I can't remember the last time there was such a beloved team to win the Stanley Cup and so many sorry great stories. And um, just quickly, of course, Cal McCarr unanimously gets the con Smythe. What a year for him overall. Jared Bettnar becomes the first coach ever to win the Kelly Cup in the AHL. The uh, so the ECHL the Calder Cup and the AHL and then a Stanley Cup. We'll get to all the individuals individuals in, in a second here because I want to go through their roster and then we can go next to Colorado. What's next for Tampa Bay and all that? And then Alex and I are going to talk about John Cooper, um, but <laughs> and the officiating at some point too because I, <laughs> I wasn't here for the last episode and I have something to say. Um, but guys, I think it's fair to say uh, the better team won this series. At the end of the day, it's weird to think, but we were all unsure. And that's to speak to Tampa's reputation, but the abs, I don't think were scared. They were nervous in game five, but I don't think they were ever scared of Tampa Bay.
2: No, I I don't think they, they were either. And, And I think, you know, looking at Tampa Bay from this year compared to, let's say the last two years, I don't think it's the same Tampa Bay team. I think, and I'm not using these as excuses, just the reality, every team goes through them. Mm -hmm. Some roster turnover, like the core guys were there, but I don't think their third line was as strong as it was last year. Injuries. um, But what makes them different than the last two years is that, they won the last two years, right? Like mm-hmm. that's what I think every time we said no disrespect to the opposing team, but Tampa's done this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. It's just a fact that's what they've done. Um, but at the end of the day, Colorado was the better team.
0: Even the advanced numbers said, so like every game they won, it was clear that they were the better team. It was even when the fancy stats and that lined up, you deserved it. Daniel, go ahead.
1: Yeah. Um, it's funny. I was going to say that uh, because Colorado won, it brought balance back to the force, at least for now, <laughs> because the, the favorite team, the team that people loved won that Tampa wasn't just going to win again for a third time. And I agree with Alex that there was a bit of vulnerability, I think on Tampa's end. And listen, look, it's amazing. They still made it to the finals, but it's pretty obvious when you go on these types of runs, there's just going to be that exhaustion. There's going to be that injury uh, bug that happened that we saw that was going on with them. And we've talked about next man up and I think they did it the best they could. I think just Colorado did it better based on the depth they had, but for the lightning, I think they just did really feel it when guys were not 100%. You didn't have Braden point for a lot of it. And you did bring in these guys, but they just were not at that same level. I think we saw the last two years. In terms of, sorry, you want?
0: No, no, sorry. I thought you were done. Sorry. I was okay.
1: Oh, no problem. Um, right. In terms of that, I think it, it's weird. Like Colorado just was that team they were supposed to be, but they look like they were just that Tampa team of last year. Just injuries happen, next man up. They have the core. They're going to go through changes too, but at least for this year, we saw that they, we saw what they could do.
0: They like Braden point was never quite the few times he got in the lineup. Wasn't Braden point. I thought the game he played, I thought he was starting to look good. Um, but then it just sort of, it, it never came back into the series. Um, here are, you know, it doesn't, it also doesn't help. It looks like like Brandon Hagel was hurt very early in the playoffs too. I'm pretty sure. Uh, it took him a little while to get into the groove there, and then maybe as he was flying in the playoff, boom, there it goes. Uh, I have the the Tampa Bay Lightning playoff injuries here. Uh, and this was from Julian Breezeball and then Sportsnet put it up. Pierre-Edward Bellamar, a meniscus injury starting the playoffs. Anthony Sorelli, a shoulder AC joint sprain versus the Rangers and a dislocated other shoulder versus the abs. I think that would have been in game five, wouldn't it? Um, Kucherov, an MCL sprain versus the abs. Nick Paul, shoulder AC joint sprain versus the Rangers, and an MCL sprain versus the abs. Corey Perry, we'll get to him. I feel so bad. Corey Perry, a shoulder AC joint sprain versus the Rangers. Point had a significant quad tear versus Toronto. Ryan McDonough had a mangled finger from a block shot versus the Rangers. What does that mean? I, I don't know because uh, do like I read Markham it thought after
2: Crosby slashed it. Like, what does that mean? No, I'm like mango. I did not know that was the word to use to describe an injury. I've been using it just like in a medical general. term. Yeah. Yeah. So, I didn't know it was a medical term. Sorry.
0: So this was another thing that someone put up here is Tampa Bay went 1426 without a shot on goal in game six from 1540 of the second period to 1006 of the third period. I think what doesn't help is also like, the depth scoring, I think, dried up. Like the Ruder goal should not have happened. I thought that was brutal uh, when I saw it. But like, I don't think Alex Kolarin scored a goal in the playoffs period. Um, it dried up, and a big part of that also is the tremendous effort defensively by the Abs in game in game six. Again, didn't watch it wanted to, but what I could see at least from there was just a tremendous defensive game where they got the jitters out in game five and then game six rolled around. They said, hi there. Um Yeah, I'm going to win this cup now Um credit it, there. And then we can start. Your
2: no, I was just going to say the quote that I read to Daniel last game from uh, Miko Rantanen, basically saying it's going to be easier this game. And <laughs> like, and, and again, it looked easier. And I, but I, I man, it, definitely looked easier for them. Um, but They won, obviously, but I just think if you watch the game, it, it definitely looked easier for them than it did in game five.
0: Tampa were rattled, I think, and you <laughs> saw that the way they were melting down. Patrick Maroon, from what I saw, I don't think should have finished that. I think oh, if, no. if the Avs were a less experienced team, I think they crack in game six. But... Tampa weren't going down swinging; they were going down kicking, kicking and screaming. And
2: screaming. That way. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. They
0: were Kucherov losing it and throwing his broken stick at the equipment manager. I harp on Kucherov a lot, but in that moment, that emotion, I you know, I, I'm not going to harp him on that. You know, um, even though someone on the bench gave him a stick, idiots. Um, but you know, you could tell. Like I doubt Eddie. Obviously, not a lot of that team was part of the run that lost to. Uh, Chicago for the third cup in 2015 but th- The loss for them I don't know if Any kind of loss would feel The same because and I know Friedman In 32 thoughts afterwards said they're still Not a dy- they, sorry, that they are still a dynasty Despite not winning three straight I don't agree with that I think we need oh, to be sterner on. with Like I don't I know Because okay are like, the
2: penguins a dynasty
0: No because they won three Cups Three cups in... The... in five years, five or six. Okay.
1: The three no. cups in one in Oh
0: nine, then
1: 1617. Yeah, it's like oh, I don't... a lot longer.
0: Yeah, I don't. But they I went don't... to the
1: finals in 08 as well.
0: And the Blackhawks, too. It's like they were never the never did team back in the West because the hmm? yeah, no, no, and, but they, they were, never they, back were, back. they no. were, yeah, yeah. They were, uh, plus even the third one was in a six year span. I just think it's. I refuse to put them on a pedestal with the Islanders and the halves of those seven. Cause here's the thing. Like, right. like, like I, I just, anyway, it, it's just, I just, I don't think so. And the point I'm trying to go back to here is that must be the most heartbreaking sort of loss those guys are ever going to have. And I just want to read you, the call that I saw that Chris Cuthbert had and I thought it was tremendous. Quote, the dynasty will be denied a new legacy begins. They've reached the summit and the avalanche for twenty twenty two Stanley Cup champions. I think describes it perfectly. Tremendous call by the way amazing Can
2: I ask you a question though? Are the Oilers a dynasty?
0: So I was having discussion because Gretzky never won three straight. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I thought they had. No. And here's what bothers me. even if
1: it's me. three and four?
0: i'm the golden state warriors
1: sorry i know that's basketball but
0: because they won
2: that's a great comparison golden state warriors are they they never won three
0: straight did
2: they they never won three but is that the definite i like i'm confused is that is that the definition if bare minimum has
0: ever been one to be honest i just think it's i don't think there's ever really been a quote-unquote way of saying it it's just I think three straight is just the sort of, there's the hat trick. There's, there's the, I don't know why I said Turkey, a Turkey's three strikes in a row. Right. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's just, that's at least just my opinion. I just don't think it's at that level. It's, it's super special. And it's more impressive because they've done it in the cap era, but still it's just, they just didn't quite, they had a chance to become legendary and now they're just from franchise. They were going to be franchised. But now they're just elite potential.
1: What about yeah. the Red Wings? Like I, and before
2: like, cap, but, but, cap, sorry, era. No way. But uh, Dan, sorry, then. But if no they either win either. three and four, if they let's magic, like, and I'm creating hypothetical here.
0: They win next year. If they yeah. win
2: next year, like three and four, and they could. Like, it's not like I'm saying Toronto's going to win the cup next year. Like, this is a
1: realistic hypothetical yeah. here. Yeah, saying like um, you are saying my, you're saying my 22, 2022 prediction was hypothetical?
2: No, I'm saying it was borderline <laughs> are crazy. They, are
0: they a dynasty? Um, they win next year.
2: I, Because I, I think three and four is still impressive, even if it's not in the cap era. Like,
0: nah, how many someone, teams have done it? You off. Someone kicked you off. I just, I don't, I don't like it. Like, it's, it's listen, listen, here's the comparison, right? Michael Jordan, there were those million when he retired. and obviously, he came back and they lost three straight. And he did it twice. I'm not saying you need to have two three-peats. That's mythical. But I, I think the three-peat is just something too special. I just don't – like nothing wrong with it. LeBron James, never part of a dynasty. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah, Penske, he's the
2: second-best
1: second player in the I'm going to check the LA second Lakers in the player 80s. because I don't What's know if they won. I don't think they won – Uh they didn't win uh in a row, I think.
0: So like three what? in a row. Then I'll stay right here. And the NHL crowned that team the best of all time, which I think is an insult to the Islanders of mm-hmm. the Habs of the seventies. Which one? Uh, the, It was one of the eighties Oilers teams. They pr- they crowned the best team of all time, which I think is ridiculous because hey, the Islanders of the eighties were just on a whole different level, and the Canadians of the seventies. Like change the power play, and we're like had a year when they only had 18 regulation losses. I think it's an insult. Obviously, those were before I was born, but I think it's like ah, we got went. No, I think I think, and I've been going on about this for for months now. We got to be more stirring with legacies here. You know what I mean? I think that's why I was a bit sort of thingy, like like not last episode, the one before about talking about the greatest king of all time, the greatest leaf of all time. I just think we got to be more stingy when it comes to legacy. Like Vasilevsky can still be one of the greatest of all time, but he's not the mm-hmm. when it comes to goaltenders. As he could win three straight, I don't think I could ever say that anyway because I'm a bitter bastard, but... Um,
1: yep. Sorry, wait, um,
2: can we go back? The Lakers back didn't kind of win three thing? in a row.
1: Sorry, the Lakers didn't win three in a row with Magic Johnson. They only won three in a row when they were the Minneapolis Lakers in the 50s.
0: Well then, that's the that's the dynasty. Okay, Sorry. they have three. They can have I, three
2: I, or four. I, wait, wait. Can I ask you? So the gold. Uh, this is so off topic, but I'm just now so curious. Mm-hmm. The Golden State Warriors, from 2014 to 2018, they won three of four. They also made it to the NBA. They made it to the NBA Finals in five straight years. Then oh, they maybe. missed the playoff.
0: Oh, they won, th- and they won three. Times. and they won three. And they won it
2: three. They won it three you know of those.
0: No, because they blew a three-one series lead to LeBron. You can't do that. You can't be a dynasty and blow. It's like LeBron can't be the goat again. And a- when Michael Jordan went six zero in the finals, you know what I mean? I Fair. I can't give that when you're dynasty. You're damn good. You're one of the great. You're not a dynasty. You're freaking good. But listen. You blew a 3 1 series lead to LeBron. Okay. You could have, you could, if they had won that series and LeBron never beats the, the Warriors, LeBron, his legacy is completely different. But the fact that he had one of the best comebacks in NBA history, uh, maybe Don and Will are more, are better to have on to talk about this. But um, can I
1: tell you one crazy stat though before we leave all the basketball talk? Sure. So <laughs> Bill Russell has, I think, 11 rings. Yes. From 1959. Up until 1966,
0: mm-hmm. the Celtics won eight in a row. That it's insane.
1: Wow! Since we're yeah. talking about
2: basketball, I feel like I feel I should talk about the Guelph Nighthawks. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't. I didn't do it last episode. I had to get it in there. Just get it! I get
0: had it out to get way. it
2: in get there. Get it out the way. Go! Let's go, Lucas Nogueira.
0: Baby. Baby. I'm just trying to get up DB quickly because I want to get up our beloved members of the Colorado Avalanche so we can just quickly go through everyone who played here because the Avs, this team, they were crowned. This is a team of destiny. They're not the comeback story that Joe Biden seemed to say they were. Uh, Joe, you, who led, who, whoever gave them that line, that wasn't Yeah, right
2: honestly, someone needs to have a sit Come down. On, man.
0: Not enough. Uh, I don't know if he fell off that bike too hard a couple weeks ago, but, oh, like, no. but like come on. Come on, Gio. That's, that's not enough. Oh. By the way, I, I love how officially the abs were the first team to damage the cup before leaving the ice.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was funny. Why
0: was Nikolai Abe Kubel the one carrying it too? Like
1: Was he the last guy to go around?
0: I guess so. Maybe I was I, there was somebody did put up the order, but I didn't. Uh, I didn't screenshot it. But I know. I imagine maybe him or like Curtis McDermott, because I remember he was on that team. It's really funny when you look at some of the names here, and um, we'll go through them. But I saw them. Like, what, who are these people? I have never. I think heard we of.
2: should start with Darren Helm.
0: I mean, yeah, yeah, great. <laughs> Red Helm. Wings
1: legend, Darren. You
0: don't know, Helm. good for him because he went. What was it like since two thousand eight? Before winning. It. Well, he still He had a cup.
1: He has a, cool. a cup, yeah. Oh, and he got that crazy good contract from Ken Holland.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, though, like, what was that? He was like 3.25 for, like,
1: uh, 100 years.
0: years or something. Else. Yeah. And
2: why will Darren Helm be a Edmonton <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: He was a it's cup summer. winner, and we just thought we him I don't know why I did oh, Mike? You got oh, him for the
1: character and the leadership.
2: Well, that's because Mike Babcock will be st- working with oh, the yeah, Edmonton true. Oilers.
1: Not really, but wouldn't that be something?
0: They got Jay Woodcroft, right? It was oh close. They so did. you're confirming gross.
1: Luke Glendening to the Edmonton Oilers?
0: Speaking of Luke, while I'm here, I'm devastated that they lost Luke Richards in the Habs. I, I felt I needed to say that, by the way. Oh, I'm sure. generally, generally sad that that happened. Okay, I'm just trying to get the freaking roster up of uh, for the Habs. I, I
2: have it here. I don't know if.
0: Okay. Um
2: if you want to st- I'm on cat friendly. I don't know if there's a different role. Oh,
0: that's such a good idea. What the hell was I doing?
2: I'm not I, was, sure.
0: I was like, I was going to, I was trying to find an NHL.com. Oh. Was
2: Adam, like,
0: what was I doing? Mistake
2: number one.
0: I forgot that the abs I forgot that cat friendly was a thing. Because I just want to go through here. I want to go through like the, the abs here and look at some of the great stories. Obviously, this is a team that five years ago. Or last the five-year plan. Jim Benning's Jeez. like, how how in the world did you do it? Um, and that's <laughs> Brandon Shannon's
2: tr- still trying to figure it out.
0: It's insane. It's insane. Um, it's like who? So I think it's five guys were left from that team. So I want to say maybe Rantanen, McKinnon, because I think it was his rookie year. No, it was like his second or third year. So been Landis Cog McKinnon, J.T. Comfer, and I can't remember who the fifth guy is. But uh, there is a fifth Eric Johnson. That's yeah. it. Um, to those guys, Nathan McKinnon. Talk about him! I have been honking that horn for years now, and he finally gets his ring. I'm so happy for him. So is happy.
1: he a top three guy now? Well, is he the best Cale, player on his team?
0: Kale McCarr has pushed him.
1: I think he yeah. needed
0: to be a bit more showtime because he it, it felt like he was taking a lot of shots, but he just wasn't getting enough conversion there and i think it sort of hurt him but i, I just it's 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 ridiculous he's still it's sensational it's like it's like dry cycle to mcdavid sort of thing that's happening with mccarr it's just he's just he's behind the next bobby Orr is the problem but he's like, still na- no. no go ahead
2: no i was gonna say he's a top five player in the league uh, in, sorry he's a top five forward in the league nathan mckinnon is
0: i think that's fair yeah. right. you guys see a kale mccarr uh,
1: joke Meme or no. joke? Or no. Joke. So um, there used to be a running joke with Jason Tatum and like his potential in the NBA. Yeah. And then there'd be a thing where everyone says, he's only 23 years old. And, then and then, now everyone's used to that with Kale McCarr for everything he's won already. They're like, he's only 23 years old. And then it's like, yeah, he's a great player. And it's like, we have to remind people of how young he is. Yeah. That he's 23 and again,
0: years old. In the year they finished last and lost all three draft lotteries, that's who they get. <laughs> Uh, of course, the famous Matthew Shannon won to play in the playoffs, got them Bowen Byram, who another great story going and overcoming the concussion problems he had this year, being a big part, especially once uh, once Sam Gerrard went down. I almost said Gerrard needs to play better. He doesn't because he was hurt. Bo and Byram stepped into that role and did great for him. And he looked great, especially against the Blues. There were some players who were like, damn, this, guy, this kid is legit. Um, your guy... Daniel the man that everyone loves Josh Manson gets his ring it It was really nice seeing him talk about his dad and he had to beat him on the way there but he but this is a big one Darcy Kemper goes from the the coyotes to the abs and wins a cup good for him good for him
1: I was Uh, also shut out I know you're going through the list
0: Yep.
1: but I just gonna add them together because they were in the Mm -hmm. same post Um. A lot of respect for the Ducks. You know, they, they, they celebrated Josh Manson and Andrew Cogliano both winning it. So I really uh, like to see
0: that. We can mention him. then, Andrew Cogliano, who's, who's had like – the past couple of years have been kind of up and down for him because he just disappeared into San Jose for a while. He had the Iron Man streak broken, which was, you know, obviously so difficult for him. Um, gets traded to the Avs this year, and you, like, you heard a lot of their players, like the Avs players, sort of talking about how big it was to get him a cup. Um, he gets it. Pablo Franco's backup goalie had to come in, had to close a series. Remember he was uh, better this year. Yeah, he was, he was better this year, especially in the playoffs. rough at times, but it's weird that he's already 32. Cause he's only been in the league for like two, three years. Uh, Jack Johnson is a Stanley cup champion. <laughs> uh, after everything that man has been through, I
1: know. Uh,
0: his parents suck, and I'm so happy that you know he got that last big contract in Pittsburgh that didn't work out um, because it was it was a bad contract. He comes and plays significant time because again of the Girard injury, and he gets his ring. Um, that was really nice. Like uh, Curtis McDermott, like who cares? But. Curtis McDermott, Devin Taves, two second rounders, and he's Jeez, not up geez. until 2024, 2025, by the way.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, Lou, why did you do that?
0: Um, Eric Johnson, who was talking about, he was, always, he was close to retiring last year. Remember how he just didn't play, and it was like, are they going to get him to wave his no-move clause so then they can keep a defenseman in the expansion draft? The longest tenured Av on that team, former first overall pick, gets his ring. Very happy for him. Uh, Nico Sturm. I don't know why he's the first name I went to, but Nico Sturm. <laughs> Adam Big body guy.
1: Time. I liked him. Late bloomer. Wrote an article about him. Happy that he won. I know Michael Russo um, also tweeted right before game six that there's that opportunity for Sturm to get the ring, and I'm, I'm happy about it.
0: I also just wrote Kevin Fiala's name in the docs. So we have to talk about that trade a little <laughs> later. Valerie Nikushkin is going to get paid so much. A guy who was out the league a couple of years ago because it wasn't working in Dallas and comes back. Darren Helm, the old vet, gets it. Cogliano gets it. Burakovsky gets his ring. Because mm, I, I always forget this. Was, was, was Burakovsky gone from Washington when they won? I want to double-check this. No, I, think they won he, I think he won
1: and he was like a cap. They won in 2018.
0: Oh, so he does. So he's a two-time Stanley Cup. Yeah. For they trade him for cap. Um, Nikolai Abe Kubel goes from the Flyers and wins a cup, which was really nice. The young man, Alex Newhook. Uh, out east they're going nuts for him right now jt comp for another great guy who's up and he's going to get a big contract um two guys really left to talk about right. the first
2: one JT is not up
0: I, I that's next year because cat friendly <laughs> rolled over and i'm still not used to it my apologies that's huge for their depth though because a lot of guys are up um yeah. two guys left the first one if you think i'm a liability in the playoffs you can kiss my ass Nazem Kadri is a Stanley Cup champion, the first ever Muslim uh, nationality person to ever win a Stanley Cup, in fact. People were saying Lebanese too, but apparently Patrick Maroon's part Lebanese, which was like, oh, oh. I didn't know that. Apparently, but Nazim Kadri. Um, Alex, you are the Leafs fan here. Um, I, I don't like that they were asking him and Lekanen about their former teams. I thought that was dumb. But um, obviously, the trade people are looking at it a bit in hindsight now. But just as as a Leafs fan, mm-hmm. you love Nas. Just what's it like oh, seeing him lift the cup?
2: Yeah, it's uh, it. It was interest. Uh, oh man, it was absolutely beautiful. Because uh, I, I think like the amount of crap he went through in the city, on and off the ice, uh, the situation I think he was brought into was not favorable at all, like not even close to favorable. Uh, and obviously the things that happened towards the back end of his career as a leaf as a leaf, say what you want. i still to this day, believe that it had to be, that it had to be done, but that doesn't mean uh, I did not want him to win a cup. I wish it was on the Leafs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Circumstance. Do I? No, no. See, yeah, yeah. Of course, you would want it to. Oh, yeah, it. yeah. So, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Like, it's just the circumstances that were thrown out at the time. It's like, no, man. Like, listen, if he did it again, which he did, that's like a fireable offense. Uh,
0: Joe Sackick, GM, wins it. We mentioned Jared down there, obviously. Joe Sack, I wouldn't be surprised if he steps to the side. and the Yeah. Just so yeah. they can keep McFarlane. Because that's a guy that people have been searching for. It's AGM. I forget his exact name, but uh, something McFarlane. Uh, apparently, like, they blocked him. Yeah, they blocked him from talking to teams. So I wonder if it's a McPhee situation. He just Yeah. To yeah. People. Um, but uh, that man, the Duchesne trade, mwah, they don't win it without him. Win the cup without that trade. Um, just oh, yeah. And a lot along the way, obviously, they took out Duchesne. Then they, then they, we talked about this where it took out Duchesne, then took out Ryan O'Reilly, then took out David Perron. <laughs> and then, uh, it's just really funny to look. I'm trying to think who, I don't think there's like a former ad very famous who was on. I took out Tyson Berry too along the way. Um, it's just, it was really funny to look at the guys they took out, but like Joe Sakic, tremendous. Uh, and my, my boy. Uh, who was the last player to score two goals to send his team to the finals and a cup winner as well? Our cheery lucky Stanley Cup champion, baby! <laughs> he Woo! did it. I'm so happy for him. I'm he so. He avenged happy. the Habs. He did. I'm. I'm. I. You know what? I'm happy that he has that thing of he beat Tampa again. And he did it with a. I'm so happy. I'm. I'm legit so happy he won. He deserves it. Uh, he. He freaking deserves. Again, it's bittersweet. You wish it was for the Habs. Man, he deserves it I'm really happy for that guy His dad being like, yeah, shout out Thomas Mechanics taught him a lot Mechanics <laughs> tweeting about it Make me cry Don't freaking draft Stavkovsky Make me cry again The tears of, of sadness of the- We'll talk about that later Thanks, Bob McKenzie um, Anyway um, A few little stats here too
2: Wait, wait Do you know who was the Colorado Avalanche?
0: On, I got it. On, on
2: the Tampa? Tampa Bay Lightning Yeah Oh, Pierre-Edward Belmar. Yep.
0: I don't... Sure. I'm I'm missing someone?
2: No, no, that was it. That was it. And someone else, actually. Someone else, actually, for a whopping 12 games. This one's going to be a reference. Not Um, Ruta, right? No. Um, Who?
1: Wait. No,
0: not Logan. Oh, Brian
1: Elliott. Yeah. He Brian was an. Yeah, he yeah. was traded by the Seds for Craig Anderson.
0: <laughs> I, that's a trade tree I'd like to see one day. Steve Dangle, get on it, buddy. Um, <laughs> I know it's your summer now, but I don't care. Please, I'm kidding, Steve. Love you. Right. Um, what's next for the Tampa Bay Lightning here? Um, first off, Patrick Maroon. Loses a playoff series for the first time since 2018. So I cannot make the case that he is a Hall of Famer above John Tavares. <laughs>
2: pre <laughs> pandemic, pre pandemic, um,
1: man.
0: Corey Perry loses three straight finals.
1: But that's okay because we only look at 07 because Ducks fly together.
0: Exactly. He has, at least he has a cup, but this kid was crying. Poor kid was crying. The wife was crying. I felt so bad seeing it three straight. Poor Corey Perry. Um, but We'll look at the Tampa Bay Lightning here. These are the guys that are up: Riley Nash. You guys, when you guys were talking about Riley Nash, I was shocked. I'm like, how? I, did, so was how I. Did Daniel I was bring just,
2: I was just as shocked as you. To be.
0: Honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, Andre like, okay. a big one. Yeah. Um, Nick Paul, who currently has this Nicholas Paul, and Jan Ruta, and then Brian Elliott. But who cared about Brian Elliott? Um, they have some questions. They have the LTI room of Brent Seabrook to sort of help. But, I mean, Nick Paul and Andre Palat were two important players. 31 in 27. I didn't know Pilat was already 31, but those are the big ones. There's questions there. And, by the way, they have their first. They say, yeah,
1: they, they kept it.
0: We're who? Yeah. Hey, Daniel, we're going to boo them at the drought. Boo and <laughs> Yeah, we are. We don't have a first for 23, 24. Don't have the second for the next two years. Don't have their third and fourth.
2: Well, step number one is to get healthy. Yes. <laughs> that, that's an <laughs> obvious, sorry, that's an obvious step one. Um, Cause step two is like, okay, let's do what we've done the last three years, which was essentially fill in the pieces. Cause Again, Please, let's not go through another summer of, huh? Is Stamkos gone? Is Kucherov gone? Like we're we're not going to do that again, are we?
0: Alex Kalorn is gone. From, sure, like, discussion,
2: and like we've had that discussion, and that's probably more pl- plausible than the first two I mentioned. But like for the most part, these guys are coming back. Like there's not going to be major uh, surgery that's going to be done to this team.
0: Just the individuals. <laughs> Just
2: the individuals, yeah. Oh,
0: so, legit, because they're going to be rough to start because they're probably going to have to get healthy. The Bruins are going to be need to get healthy. Uh, who knows with the Panthers? Uh, the Leafs are in position to get that home ice advantage. They're pretty good just to win the division next year. Uh, I'm just saying. Daniel.
2: So I just want to say that those two first round picks are both top 10 protected. So. Oh. So, I'm just saying, they could do the thing. They could do the thing and then just come back even better the year after. I'm
1: I love it out there. Golden State Warriors. <laughs> right, exactly. But they had all those lottery picks for two years. Yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, I, you know, Stephen Stamko said it's like, who said we're finished? Yeah. I think he still has an idea that if they get healthy, they still have that great core. We've seen it before that they've been able to, Supplement the depth. They're not going to have the same draft capital this time to do those types of deals, but I don't know. There's potential there for them to see like, what they actually have and if you give someone minutes, what's going to happen? Like Maybe Mikhail Sergeyev makes another push in his development.
0: Mm-hmm. still a young guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you
1: mm-hmm. know, Cal Foot never really got a chance until this year. Maybe he'll become something.
0: Well, um, cool. He probably wants to play more.
1: Ross Colton wants to play more. Um, I think they're still going to be good, but I just don't think that shine is going to be there the same way. Like I really still think that they're going to make it to the playoffs, but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked if they, you know, they get bounced in a, in the second round or a very contested first round.
0: Here's the thing is, is they're going to have a punching bag of Detroit, Buffalo, Ottawa, and Montreal for 82 games next year. Or that obviously it's not 82 combined, but they those are mm-hmm. they're gonna be fine. <laughs> they're gonna be fine. Um, oh, who the knows Detroit? Le- right, the because the, the <sighs> but you know, you know they're, they're so gonna get Frank Nazar at the draft, and it's gonna make me really mad.
2: The Leafs are gonna finish. First in the division, and then still have to play the Tampa Bay Lightning in the playoffs.
0: they gonna get the wild. I want to.
2: I want to run my head through a wall at that point. Like and honestly,
0: the, the ABS, by <laughs> the way, don't have any second rounders for next year years, and they don't have this first rounder. But they have their first rounder next year, and in twenty twenty four, so they have. Uh, they still have bullets to fire. They still have bullets to fire.
1: And I also like to like mention, but the ABS as well, just the draft capital they've had in recent years. I've mentioned it before. If guys leave, they're going to give guys opportunities to do something. So we yeah. saw Alex Newhook take the next step. And then they still have, like, you know, Shane Bowers could still be a top-nine guy. They still have Martin Cout, who hasn't really gotten a lot of minutes. Like an so, RFA. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of possibilities for the Abs to pull another Lightning, maybe, and just run it back.
0: And the core's locked up. Yeah,
2: The core's locked up, which is all you need. Get ready in, uh, when's free agency, July 13th? I think so, yes. In 15 days, Nathan McKinnon uh, extension.
0: I, I, I think. Just a guess. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I would I would hope that they're getting that one very quickly. Uh, I wanted to just mention a few more things before we move on to all the news around the NHL. Uh, okay. I just wanted to say a little bit about this. Listen, after he five and that too many men mess, was John Cooper emotional? Yes. Yeah, he was. Because that thing of when he mentioned the cap, I thought I took that as, okay, he wants the Yanni Gord, that line back right now. and Because obviously Tampa were getting circle skated around them in that overtime. Like, you know, that, that's what. But everyone's saying that he's a class act and this great guy. I'll remind you. In uh, no, it was it was game. Sorry, it was game four that he he was he had the fit. And then in game five, to start game five, the first ten minutes the abs took two penalties. He isn't. Listen, he might be a great guy, but like everyone going out there and be like, oh, just what a great guy, dude. He played the refs like fiddles. Like the, oh, yeah. the Tampa got every call the rest of the series. It was it was it was like Picasso. It was like watching someone paint in real time but For I was sure. like, guys, let's just, let's
2: just relax here. But, let's just- I, but I do have a whole problem. I do have a genuine problem with how people were acting though. Like, I, and I'll put like this from yep. rounds one to three, it was bad reffing, right?
0: Oh, rounds one,
2: one to, to th- one. To no, four. no, no. Wait, 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 wait. Bad rounds one to three. It was bad reffing, right? Yep. Round four. What was it?
0: It was worse. The Tampa Bay
2: Lightning. Lightning. No, but again, oh. it goes back to it was the Tampa. I'm dead serious. Like it I was, I Tampa. sarcastically tweeted that. But like, sorry, just because they're winners doesn't make it their fault. I'm sorry that the last two years, my team included, are all losers. But what? like, just because they're winners doesn't mean they can't complain. That and I and I, I agree with the point you're making, and I know oh, you're yeah. not making that point. I know you're not making this point. I'm just saying, I see a lot of people out there yap it off. It's like, no, no, no. They have just as much a right to complain as everyone else because 82 game regular season and four rounds deep, the refereeing in this league has been grade A garbage. Grade A garbage. So, like, I don't get it. It's not the Tampa. Again, same with the cap. It's not the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's the freaking league. Like, I don't know why that's so difficult.
0: That's why I was like, it's emotion there because hearing John Cooper in a full set of mind would never dare complain about the cap because of what <laughs> Julian Breesbach did to it last year. Right. It was like he was a clown, and the salary cap was a balloon animal, and he was twisting, doing all these different shapes. Um. I compare it to remember the playoff series between the Islanders and the Bruins and Cassidy uh, like lost last it. I want to say it was last year yep. and Cassidy lost it and he got fine. Mm-hmm. Barry Trotz was like, you know, the refs are doing their job. They're trying their best. And everything went the Islanders way because Barry knew how to play them.
1: Barry's the biggest troll with that.
0: It's so oh, Big Barry's the best for it. What a shame <laughs> that he blue balled the Jets like that, by the way, poor <laughs> Jets. But, you know, it was just a thing of like, it was just like, people, come on. Like,
2: like why is- can't we have the conversation about the referees? Did we not, like...
0: Why are their feelings getting hurt by coaches? Do your
2: job. also, why are they playing why they why is their who they play poker with affecting
0: who they're that's not who, being talked about. Who is that Tim Peel? That was who
1: else would it be? Yeah he was the one playing yeah, he was talking about playing like, <laughs> like poker with former players, like they have those nights. If you're able to do that
2: and then not let that influence your job, sure. Go ahead and do it. I couldn't care less. <laughs> hey, but when it affects how hand, you do your job. <laughs> pardon?
0: If you, if you lose this hand, you got to call a trip on the other team tomorrow night, Tim. <laughs> what are we doing? I'll raise you a double minor. <laughs> what an awful league.
1: I can't believe no one's talking. Like, no one has. Whatever. This is a big thing right now, and just not the NHL, like in sports in general. Like, if you've been seeing the highlights recently in baseball of the way. Oh, yeah umpires have been calling things and then um i just remember the collective bargaining agreement the players association asked for robo umpires and it was like flatly rejected <laughs> like right away and then also in basketball too it's just well i mean basketball's always had that history of things
0: refs doing video things and social media like i'm doing the game yeah will send me that yeah but no they were they were bad they were bad the whole playoffs it it was just like last year remember when i was having a meltdown from chris lee that's yeah. what was happening with Kelly Sutherland this year and Wes McCauley. It's a shame that that is the best the league has. It, it's, it's so just funny. Yeah. It was so funny. Yeah. It's just, so before we go off of the playoffs here, guys, I just want to ask, what are some of the moments you're going to remember? Cause I think we had a damn good playoffs this year. Like we had a we damn had good.
2: Specific moments or general. Yeah, just, just whatever overall.
0: is coming to mind. that you like.
2: Um, I think there's two pretty, there's two big ones for me uh that f- overall that first round was just crazy I think there was yeah. a lot of good matchups and like just there maybe there weren't necessarily a lot of um huge upsets maybe there was the Minnesota the St Louis yeah round. I was
0: about to say Alexa don't um, remind me of Minnesota even even yeah. even
2: even New York and that's my second one is New York's run to the conference final
0: yeah
2: um just. Very unexpected, and they played with house money, and they absolutely. And I don't think they thought they were playing with house money, but um, they they did it damn well. Uh, so those two, I think, are the storylines for me these playoffs.
0: Daniel,
1: Um for me, I think it's just two moments. Um, I think in the St. Louis series, I think Kaji's hat trick,
0: yeah, I was, was
1: huge for me to see, especially the way that coverage went after it. I like that there was a lot of positivity towards it after the initial obvious hockey culture stuff came out, what you would expect from fans. We do not endorse for the game. Um, And I think the second thing for me was just the buildup of Andre versus Igor Yeah. um, towards that conference finals where they are super competitive guys um, and they're just complimenting each other in a way. But like once the game starts, just they, they were great. Like, like end to end.
0: So we're definitely going to forget some stuff because it, I it think back to how long ago the first round feels that it feels like yeah. forever ago, a month and I, a half. I have, it's that only that long. I think so. I have three moments and two of them are just ridiculously funny to me. Um, respect I'm sorry, Alex, respect in the handshake line. Um, because it, it was like for least fans, they can take sort of like everyone knows what Sheldon meant, but the memes were so good. That's
2: because Luke Fox um, didn't actually put the entire quote, but we. Won't I know.
0: Talk about yeah, it, I remember. He banged. We were not so talk about he that. He did him that. so fine. dirty. Um, okay. but second that. Um, one even worse, the 132 foot goal that Mike Smith allowed, and he blamed the defenseman. <laughs> I like, just like like the, the the lack of gold standing in the Battle of Alberta was ridiculous. Oh um, the
2: Battle of Alberta. It was we didn't need none of us mentioned that.
0: Wills meltdown, but my favorite moment and this is a serious one yeah, the coming out party of Jake Ottinger and oh, that game seven performance. I, I, Carey Price was re, was was reveling of how one goalie can put the team on his back and somehow still lose because they can't score. I mean, a, what a performance! Absolutely loved it. Um, but yeah, there are so many great, so many great moments from these playoffs. Wayne Gretzky having the first round done on his bracket and getting every single series wrong after that. <laughs> the Blues, Wayne. The Blues. What? Did the, no, he had Carolina beating the Blues, didn't he? I can't remember. Uh, but I think his final was Caroline and the blue. Still,
1: it's just funny. He chose Calgary over Edmonton. Yeah. Uh, that's the one that made me laugh.
0: He was wrong. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: um, but like, I'm just trying to think. Those, those, the big, those are the, I think those are some of the more fun moments. I can't remember everything. It's so difficult. Um, the Panthers, people saying they went to a strip club in the middle of the playoffs. Never oh concurred, but I'm going to laugh about that for the rest of my life. Um, sorry, Bob Gartner. Love you, man. Um, Besides that. Yeah, I think that's everything for the playoffs. Until next year, we missed you. Uh, always nice to see the cup around. Always is there nice.
1: a closing song? I don't know. I always think of that. What's the closing um, song this what's year? What's
0: the song for Colorado's? What is it? Shining. What's it called again?
1: All the small things?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's that. Not okay. Not even, not even close. Okay. Like um, the same with like uh, when the blues won, it was Gloria. It's that. 100%. There
1: were some um, because I used to watch, love watching it. And I've sent a few of them to you guys. But hockey night in Canada doesn't have those montages anymore, right? Of the playoffs.
0: I don't know as good as. And no, no, I shouldn't say. That. I shouldn't say that. Um, I don't. I don't know.
1: Because I remember I used to love re-watching a lot of those. And these a lot stopped, of like
0: I songs. stopped watching the pre-show when they were reviewing the Leafs loss before the Rangers pens. Oh, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> Wait, okay, the, that's what the, we're doing. The,
2: the disc or the – am I thinking of something else? What? The disc? Because didn't they used to do that where they literally do –
1: no. Okay. No. Um. I mean, it was more of like seen. it was just kind of like, oh, here's all the main stuff of this okay. year's playoffs, and then don't they'd have. do they do that. They don't do that. Okay. Those were fun. I so. will just watch the old ones. It's okay.
0: O- only if a Canadian team does it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they did one
1: I for the Blackhawks in like 2013, and then I think they did one for. I don't even like. Yeah, like they they did recent ones. So I'll I'll find them.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good, okay. good. 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 Okay. Um, I want to just quickly, a few things to do with the Hockey Canada. I don't know what to call it, Um, but everything to do with that. A few companies have started, and pretty big names have started pulling support. Tim Hortons have. Uh, Scotiabank, who just have their fingers in everything hockey. Um, Canadian Tire, TELUS. I just wanted to mention that it feels like there's a lot of pressure coming from the sort of world of canada like it tim horton's canadian tire i don't think i can think of many more scotia bank the many bases of this country than coming about right now um but you know i just i just thought we could quickly mention that i just wanted to just throw that nugget out there um we're still kind of waiting for more of the stuff coming out there are little details about that but once the next or the big chapter chapter happens you know we're going to talk about it Um, again emily Sadler. Dan Robson, uh, Katie Strang, West, Ted, all great follows and always give the little sort of bits of details about it. Um, also I still wanted, I forgot to mention this line of stats I wanted to mention for the Avs. Sorry to go back to it after what I just mentioned, but I wanted to mention it because it's really important. Uh, the AV 16 and four record, two sweeps, six Stanley Cup, the sixth Stanley Cup team with four fewer losses since 87, four championship team to never face a series deficit. Had a multi-goal lead in each of its four postseason series. Ten comeback wins. That's the most all-time with the 2009 Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, So uh, that's how good the abs were. Um, But some sort of funny stories here I wanted to mention. First off, Alex Lyon. For those of you who don't remember, that's the guy in the AHL who used to be for Lehigh and had like that 73-thing game. So him and the Chicago Wolves obviously won the American League. Um, he won the Calder Cup finals in game five. And in the post game, when he's doing the picture, uh, he does the double f- bird flip to the camera. And as a result, he has been suspended for two games. So he will miss the first two games next year. Oh and I love the display that is being worth it.
2: For sure.
0: <laughs> Why would you give him two games? Remember, who's the MLB player who was just like, I ah, forget COVID, I'm going to go celebrate with the boys? What are we doing? What's um, the he get? But you flip off, you flip the bird off after winning and you get two game. Why? Well, I remember you know, Patrick he son did that. Prim and proper. I mean, to be fair, Patrick son has gone in a lot of trouble, to be fair.
1: He did it um, on the moose heads, I remember.
0: I didn't never. Uh, did he get suspended? Yeah. No problem. Fine. Oh, he only followed. Well, I wonder yeah. why he was only fine and not suspended. Probably because. No, I'm not going to say
2: it. <laughs> Probably because Nep- his dad.
0: Nepotism. <laughs> Indeed. Um, but I just I just wanted, I thought that was a really fun thing to mention. Uh, I also, I don't think it's official yet, but I wanted to mention that it was going around, I saw this from Sabres Noise on Twitter, that the Sabres are expected to name Kyle Poso their next captain. Okay. I wanted to mention this because, man, it is nice that, that I think he had a 20-goal year uh, this season. I just wanted to be like, it's cool that that guy has gotten his career back. Um, like what a comeback story. I don't know if he was a Masterton guy, I would assume he probably was or he has been for a couple years. But I wanted to give a quick shout out to um, a stick tap, some might say, to um, to Mr. uh, Mr. Carla Posa. Good for him, very good.
1: Yeah, I think for me, that's a good way to see it. That you know, it's the like I know he wasn't drought, he was with the Islanders, but it's like the resident veteran there that kind of just stuck to it with what mm-hmm. the Sabres are trying to do with that, a Jack Eichel there that a lot of the guys are doing well. And I thought they were going to go the longer route again, try to add maybe a young guy getting it this time. Maybe I was thinking a Tache Thompson, maybe um, young guy again, maybe, that work, but, but I think that works so well for them the first but, time around. And I
0: think,
1: <laughs> I think the uh, Sabres are doing it in a good way that they are adding that veteran voice there. And, you know, thinking about what the transition is going to look like and who's going to get it in the long term. So I like this.
0: Good. good. Uh, anything to add, Alex, or shall we move on to the Hall of Fame?
1: No, no, we can move on. I, I just repeat
2: what you guys said.
0: So your Hall of Fame class of 2022 for the Hockey Hall of Fame, obviously. Um, a few good names in here and a few uh, – and to be honest, it's weird – Cause I can't complain about anyone in this class, but I still feel like we're missing a lot of people. We're going to talk about it, but here is the hall of fame class. The whole of Ottawa can calm down because Daniel Alfredson <laughs> is finally getting in. Uh, it's over.
2: Pardon?
0: He doesn't have to, now.
2: he doesn't have to compare Matt Sundin and Daniel Alfredson anymore.
0: Um, Maybe the greatest <laughs> Senator of all time, him or Eric Carlson or Danny or Danny all-star and you want Jason's bet have look, he had some damn good players. They um, have um, Herb Carnegie. Who's probably the best black player to've never played in the NHL. Uh, Roberto Longo. Lou, like the fourth winningest goalie ever. If he's a first bout, I started If he's a first bout Hall of Famer, carry price better. be. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go complain and protest outside the hockey Hall of Fame. Where's his but, MVP? But wait a
2: second. Oh, wait a one. second. Are you going to yeah. blame Toronto?
1: No. Yes. Wait, because Lou doesn't have a Vesna either. Okay.
0: He doesn't. He doesn't oh, exactly. Uh, where's his Lou Marsh? Anyway, we're bo- it's a long go. He deserves it. Um, I know I'm going to say this wrong. Rika Salinin, who is the first non-North American woman in the Hall of Fame. One of, I believe it's Finland's like best players ever. I'm surprised I've never heard her name, to be honest, but it's nice to see some, not just, ah, oh, we need the women in there, even though there, I think there are some females that they are not putting in there that you need to put in there. So uh, there's a certain French Canadian who I'm going to mention a little later. And a lot of people have been mentioning. Um, Sorry, but
2: she's the, one of the most highly decorated players to have ever competed in international ice hockey.
0: I think her medal counts like insane, isn't it? Uh, and, and
2: yeah. The so fact like,
0: that not only like is women's hockey never getting respect, but the overseas players like Finland, especially even today yeah. have some of the best players in the league and you never really talk about them.
2: She yeah. has, she has three golds in the European championship. She has uh, two bronze at the Olympics, one in 98 and then another one in 2018. Watch okay. Yeah. And then, around. yeah. And then one, two, three, sixth world championship bronze medals and then a silver in 2019 in the so, world championship.
0: That means for those years they would have beaten out both the states and Canada for the women's hockey scene, which is obviously like insane. Um and finally I think probably the headliners. And thank godness like godness, thank goodness that they got this right and put the Sadines together. Because if you had put them in separately Like, why? Uh, But the Sedins are in. Uh, I think they're all very deserving of the Hall. But you know what we have to talk about, guys? It's the snubs. Who did not make it? I have one name that I think it's unacceptable. Why this player is not in in the the Hall of Fame. And it is their first year of eligibility, funny enough. An Olympic gold medalist. Multiple times Stanley Cup champion. Alex Chris Kunitz was robbed this year.
2: Oh my god!
0: He was it's his first oh year gosh. of eligibility, and he was not put in. I want to respect. The man who got the, the 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 Penguins to the finals in 2017. You thought I'd forget, but no, Chris oh Koenig should be in the Hall of Fame. Anyway, no, seriously, Alex McGillney should be in the Hall of Fame. Let's be honest here.
1: Could be that that one still bothers me because like when I started watching hockey, like it was at the tail end, but like. That was a guy I knew on the Leafs, and man, it's just weird that he's not there. It's just, it's like he for me is. We talk about like I know he's not. He was never considered the best of the best. At least maybe North, maybe in Russia he was, or Soviet Union. Sorry, I don't know
0: who's in the Hall of Fame. Why is McGillney not?
1: But he was just. He was like one of the forerunners of the guys who first defected to North America. Mm -hmm. Like that says something and he continued to dominate the league. He has a cup. Yeah. So I don't understand.
0: You you can't use the, Oh, Russia this year. Excuse too. Because he's been eligible forever. Yeah. Alex, are you ready to talk? Are you ready to talk about Chris? No, I'm not ready to talk about Chris. I'm
2: not not entertaining. That conversation is what I'm doing. He made the Olympic Um, team over prime. Claude Giroux. did. I'm he's not talking about Chris Stephen
0: Stamkos
2: I'm, I'm, I'm ready to talk about
1: I'll he's talk about more all, than, I, I just like McGilney. to say he made the team I know it's it's all about fit and they always talk about that but he made the team before Martin St. Louis
0: Hockey Hall of Famer in an MVP <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about McGillney or anyone else I have a list of people we can get to in a second but <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know, for years I've been egging Alex on about how, jokingly, Chris Kunitz is a Hall of Famer above John Tavares, but it's a it's a joke.
1: <laughs> I honestly forgot about that. <laughs> right. Who are the other? Um, like we could talk about like maybe one two one or two more. Who are the other ones?
0: So here I've got a few. These are the ones that were for noticeable first year. Eligible Wait, players.
2: sorry, can, did we talk about the Sedin's?
0: Or yeah, did we I mentioned clue
1: completely? You clue know, they were drafted that. by Brian Burke.
0: Yeah. I, know. I mentioned, I mentioned like, yeah, it's good that you meant the Sadines and you should not have put them in separately. So it's good okay.
2: Sorry. I must've just zoned out for a second. Here I was thinking the- about Chris Kunitz. <laughs>
0: sorry, like, yeah, it's I know. The
2: Chris Kunitz effect. Just, you, didn't didn't was, you.
0: you didn't think I was going there. Did you Alex? You didn't know he oh, was no. eligible. <laughs> I, I did. Mean, I did. So here are the guys, and we'll get to the ones who already aren't there, but here are the guys that were first-year eligible. Uh, Jason Chimera, I don't really think he should be in there. Uh, Matt Cullen shouldn't be. Scott Hartnell, Mike Fisher, Brian Gianta, Chris Kurnitz, uh Rick Nash, maybe one day. Maybe. Here's the one that bothers me, Caroline who, like who is a really – freaking damn good French Canadian hockey player. I mean, pretty sure spent some time before it closed down at the CWHL playing for Lace Canadian A lot of people have been campaigning. She should freaking be in there. Um, Brooks Orpik. It's like, why? Dion Phaneuf is eligible. No. Uh, Jason Palminville, the Habs killer. Matt Stajan. Thomas Vanek. Uh, Antoine Vermette. Radham Verbata. And I think of all these guys. Sorry, beside Caroline Ouellette. It was a woman. Sorry. Um, I think w- this guy here I think above all these guys should probably get in Hendrik Zetterberg is that what oh yeah, really He
1: was not first ballot?
0: I guess not I know I'm oh, shocked I'm that's shocked surprised
1: that. like I was I was shocked like I guess Rick Nash will probably make it eventually, maybe, but like I'd put Zetterberg over him.
0: I would too I Zetterberg's incredible it's uh this is from sportsnet. I got found on Instagram, so I don't know if maybe they're wrong, but I would. Zetterberg should be in there Very much should be So here are the notable non-honored members The first one that stood out to me was Jennifer Bottrell I was thinking, yeah, she should probably be in there Uh, I won't go through all of of them Because I haven't heard of all of them before Keith Kachuk I did not know it was on the Hall of Famer Uh, Pierre Turgeon Uh, The man we always talk about, Pat Verbeek Uh, Doug Waite, Ray Whitney Ron Hextall that always surprises me. Oh, uh, I have, um,
1: sorry, before we move on and we talk yeah. about Ron Hextall, but I remember I told you that stat of the 1990 draft, 1991 draft, Remind the Lindros me. draft. Remind me. Ray Whitney has the most points in that draft.
0: Oh, because, oh, because yeah, Forsberg got hurt and Lindros. No, no, Forsberg, yeah. he was the same. And then, oh yeah. him And then Lindros. the other
1: top pick was like Niedermeyer, Scott Niedermeyer. So
0: not, not bad. That's a good draft. Uh, Mike Vernon's in there. Chris Osgood should not be in the Hall of Fame. Don't get it. Uh, he's a multiple Cole cup winner. Um, <laughs> uh, no, he shouldn't be in there. Like Kevin Lowe shouldn't be in there. Uh, Vincent Lecavalet, uh, McGillney's the big one. Owen Nolan is always a weird one. Jeremy Roenick, but I don't think he's gonna get in this. I don't think he's gonna get in. No,
1: there. he won't. Um, <laughs>
0: uh, I don't think he should be. Dale Hunter, uh, Sergey Gonchar. I think that's a mm, that's
1: he might. I think
0: Theo Fleury, uh, Vincent Donfus. I don't think he should be in there. Um, Peter Bondra, well, that's one that people have been going on for a while. Yeah,
1: that one he was dominant for a while.
0: There's two big ones I want to mention to you guys. The first one, I don't get how this guy's not in yet. And he's been around for a while now. Eligible. That's that's Patrick Eliage. I yes. do not understand how he's not in yet. This guy was a point
1: know. per game player?
0: For the Devils! De- for the
1: Devils <laughs> during their trap system era.
0: <laughs> how is Eliage not in the Hall of Fame? Wow. And he might be like the first guy to make it in Eventually and no one knows what he sounds like <laughs> And the other one And uh, and I, I think And, and, and uh, of the athletic um, I can't remember her name I've talked about her before, she's a great writer I can't remember her name um, Covers the Hurricanes for the athletic Sarah Sibian, Sarah Um Was very How do I put this Was making a big case for Rob Brindamore He should be in but I don't like how she was like, he has more stats than the Sedins. It's like, like and she was saying, ah, you know, I'm not saying the thing shouldn't be in there, but like, like the Sedins are different because we have never had twins be dominant and the face of a franchise like them, but it is a bit silly. And I get, I think, I think he's behind, uh, McGill to be honest. Like in terms of being old. Yeah, I think now. so. Yeah. But like, Brindamore not being in there And Brindamore had a better career than you might think Like over a thousand I think it's like over 400 goals He's got a cup I think he's got a selkie in there too It's another weird one Like how is he not in? Like it's been notoriously like Caddy at times with the NHL With the Hall of Fame committee But like how are they not in? Like and what feathers has, has, has Rod Brindamore ruffled?
1: I think and I, I know this is just an opinion. It's probably not right, but it's just what I'm thinking. Because a yeah. lot of the names you did bring up, with the exception of McGillney, these guys were never the best players on their team, even when they were doing well.
0: Um, I'm just trying to think. Well, who was? Oh, never mind. It was. Well, mm.
1: like Brendan Moore played a lot with Eric Lindros. Yeah, he did. And then on Carolina, I, I don't think that's a precursor to getting into the. Uh, I don't know because, Hall like, the name,
2: like, let's go yeah. back to the 80s Oilers. None of them were the best player on the team except one, right?
1: I don't like, know. It's I, just, yeah. It's just the way I, like, I feel, like, for example, like, I love Patrick Elias. Like, I'm a big fan of him. I got to see him play growing up. And as much as I love him, I don't remember him as the guy on those Devils teams. But I'm not saying, like, maybe, like, I'm not saying that's the right perception. I'm not just saying, like, is that something they think about when they make these selections?
0: It shouldn't be. The guy's 400 goals, 1,000 points, and 1,200 games played, including 120 points in 160 playoff games. Like, he, he's, he's a sensational player. I just, I, I remember like Eliage when I really got into hockey. I remember it wasn't long until he was gone. And I, I just, I don't like these not there. I don't like it. Um, But like, listen, I don't know who's going to be coming up, but. Like there's no excuse for a lot of the people on that list. There's just not. Um, I, I I wonder if I'm I'm assuming that. Um, sorry, I I wonder if Carnegie's part of Builder, unless I missed it. I don't think they're because I think these are the only nominees. But I know he's a player. But maybe they're going for sort of the same sort of thing they did with William Ree. Like how is. That? You know what bothers me is I'm still thinking like Halling gone the Hall of Fame, Brotherford gone the Hall of Fame, and Batman gone the Hall of Fame before these guys. I'm like, and all of those guys are still employed. Like, what are we doing? I'm bothered by a lot of that. And there were other names I didn't mention in there, but I don't know about that. I don't know about that because we're gonna uh, also. What's going to suck is some guys are going to be pushed back because I wonder if LTIR is going to stop like a Weber from going in. Or like some of those guys that just sort they got banished. Well, we'll see.
2: That's why Henrik Zetterberg didn't get selected because he was on LTI.
0: Maybe, but I mean.
2: Which would be quite dumb, but we mm-hmm. did put it past him.
0: Um, uh, yeah, Herb, Herb
2: Carnegie was builder, by the way.
0: Okay, that's good. That's the right decision. Uh, speaking of dumb, by the way, uh, not the Carnegie thing, but the Hockey Hall of Fame being dumb. Speaking of dumb, uh, the Bruins extended Don Sweeney very quietly and uh, very under the radar, like in the middle of the finals. And I don't think Bruins fans are very happy with it, especially since they wanted young guys to play. And right now, David Quinn's one of the front runners for the job. Mm. <laughs> the coaches. Uh, I think also I think they said Montgomery was in there, but I would go with Montgomery over David Quinn. I don't know. Or go David. They're trying I to run I feel it like back. there's
2: other coaches I would go with over both of them. Like, it, I, okay.
0: Over Montgomery? Yeah. Like
2: who? Uh, I don't know. Rick Not Token? Gerard Gallant Not, Gerard. <laughs> Not Gerard. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't mean I don't know. Like, I, I would, to me, I would look at Rick
0: Talkett. But see, I, I I've never bought him. <sighs> I don't know. That's just a me thing. I've never bought up to his hype that, and he's decent on TNT. So,
2: I mean, like, listen, he wasn't really given a great situation in Arizona. Arizona, Like (laughs) it was not a good situation. And I think I would like to see what he, he does here. It would be interesting for sure. Like he, listen, he was a final. Was he not a finalist for the Rangers?
0: I think so. I know he was in the mix. I don't remember if he was a finalist, but um, but yeah, eh, eh. um, want to talk about Kevin Fiala? Yeah, uh, it's, it's uh, sure.
2: I guess okay. so. If we if we have to, I'm I mean, gonna miss him.
0: Uh so the Minnesota Wild uh, oh. have traded Kevin Fiala, who is a year away from UFA. He was an RFA in a few weeks, but they've solved it they can't afford to keep them because the buyouts are kicking in um and the guys to jump on it were the la kings uh they're going to send uh the 19th overall pick in a few days uh as well as defensive prospect brock faber who i believe is the captain at minnesota in the ncaa yeah um so just some some bit of context here i was looking at some stuff Jay Fresh sort of talked about and had his uh, his player cards up, talking about a lack of production in his plus one and plus two years, but having good, like uh, great, great defensive plays. And another really good follow by the name of David Saint Louis, who does stuff for Lee Prospects, did say Brock Faber has always been uh, much better than his numbers suggest. His skating, rush defense, and motor will make him an NHLer, and his puck moving ability could turn him into a top four defenseman down the line. Um, You know, I I personally believe, oh, and then obviously Kevin Fiala goes and signs an eight-year deal that is just under seven. uh, seven, Oh, yeah, because he's not eligible with the other team. Um, At just under $8 million. And obviously Kevin Fiala, tremendous scorer, especially five-on-five, huge for the Kings who need a bit more goal scoring and don't give up any of their super-duper nice prospects. Um, Guys, I don't know about you, but I, I think that The position that Arizona, not Arizona, that Minnesota were in, I think they did well with the situation that Bill Guerin put himself in. It's a bit of an underwhelming return in my opinion, but it's just because, yeah, I I just, I don't think you can just give away a top line scorer who scored like 85 points this year, but I get it because everyone knew they had to get rid of them.
2: Yeah, they did. But, I I, like Bill Guerin put himself. I I don't know if I necessarily agree with Bill Guerin put himself in, in what position in that he had to trade him or that he wouldn't sign. Cause I don't think like last year before the, the Suter and Parise buyouts and were there not, and they were rumors at the time, are they true? I mean, it sure as hell seems like it um, that he, that they couldn't agree on a contract. Right, he was in RFA last year. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, like he's in, in a crappy pit. pardon. Yeah.
0: I mean just the cap squeeze over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a true situation. I don't think anyone saw that being a long term relationship.
1: Yeah. <sighs> I mean, um I remember last summer Michael Russo was talking about how the negotiations were going. It went on for quite a bit. And he also did mention that they just couldn't agree on a number. And Basically what they ended up giving him was, and he called it, you're just kicking the can down the road that they wanted to see what they were going to do this year and then solve everything after it led to this. um, I think that the way Fiala really kind of responded to this show me type of contract was he did what was best for him. He's 26. He, gets what he wanted, that long-term deal. He gets the cap hit he wants. And, you know, like we talked about it, I think Minnesota did what they could. I mentioned in our chat that I thought they were just going to get a second here because their hands were tied, but they got something decent. Um, It's solid for what they do want to do for the system. I think it's just for the players they have and what they're trying to do, I thought they would be over to this in a way that, okay, great, we have these guys, but, realistically we're not going to see either of those two pieces for a while is that going to be enough to convince the core i have right now that we can still do something because right now i think i love what they've been doing the last two years but it's still kind of uh something like we have kareel capris but everything else is like let's try to surprise thing and go on surprise people and go on a run let's not like i just don't feel like they're just building the same way anymore and i know because of the cap
0: Do you want Christian Dvorak? I will still offer him to you. Please and thank you. Um,
2: Adam, what do you think, what more do you think they could have gotten for Kevin Fiala?
0: He's a guy capable 30 goals, nearly 90 Mm -hmm. points. I would have liked to have seen more towards the top 10 or maybe even a better level prospect. Like, For example, could you not have tried to squeeze Ottawa for more? Because Efreem was talking about maybe they were in on it, or it sounded apparently the Islanders didn't even make an offer. Like, I just think, you know, a player of that level, I just thought you could have tried to get more. It's just that is, um, like, listen, especially the Kings needed a player like this, right? This tremendous score, especially at even strength. Like, first off, I think we all agree, like, home run for the Kings here. Tremendous. Oh, yeah. He's in his but, prime. I would have liked to have seen if you couldn't get a closer, because obviously this time of year, it isn't just first, it's, it's draft over. Yeah. Right. Is I would have liked to have seen him at least get into that range to try and get one of those prospects, or at least get a more solidified guide that doesn't have people debating where exactly he is. Cause I think Kevin Fiala is instantly a core member and he was one of the most important members of the wild. I mean, ignoring his disappearing act in the playoffs, um, but I, that's the kind of return I would have liked to have seen. Um, but if it wasn't there, then mm, just man, like
1: how- to point out too, he got his eighty plus points without a real top line center, and then he goes to LA now where they have a lot oh. of centers.
2: Uh, oh. Wait, wait, wait. But who was his <laughs> yeah. other? Who was the other? What? what sort because I don't remember. Is he on the Kaprizov, Kaprizov
1: line or? He goes, this like, year. here and there. Like, he went back and forth. So, like, you know, Ryan Hartman was the first line center for quite a no. while. Right. No, that's, that was brutal.
0: We would not know or Kopitar. What are we
2: doing? Or Byfield. Or Turbine. Yeah.
0: So or gross. That's so – and Arvid. They got Arvidson for, like, what, a second and a third? The second or third,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: Rob Blake's doing quiet work. Just using oh, yeah. your cap space and your draft capital. Ha! Ben's like, I didn't know you could do this. As he's sitting beside him, this is this is amazing. How this, have you done that?
2: I did say I would have to do it, Adam. But this is the Bergeron effect right here. What
0: a goof! <laughs> the, the Kings have made more impactful moves in the last uh, year with Bergeron around. He did it in 10 years in Montreal. What a disgusting. I was gonna. I I was thinking if we would have enough time, we could look at this offer sheet stuff that Sarah Valley put in. But I don't think it was a point anymore.
2: Yeah, because a, no one's going to do it. So I
0: wish. Somebody do it to, to Andrew. That'd be so funny. Uh, starting with the Leafs, Timothy Lilligren has been extended. Uh, well, no, sorry. New contract, not extended, technically. Um, two years, $1.4 million cap hit per. Uh, so the bottom pair is a combination of $2.2 million against the cap uh, this year and next between Timothy Lilligren and Mark Giordano. Is that
1: how much Justin Hall's making per year?
2: No, that's how much Mark Giordano's making.
1: Mark Giordano is
2: making seven. Uh, how much is Mark Giordano making? As you can tell, I'm clearly thinking. No, he's it.
1: making like 900. Okay? Yeah. 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 Oh, make, no, no, I was mentioning total. Justin Hall. Doesn't he make like 2.2 million a year?
2: He makes $2 million. Okay, okay. But he's not on the bottom pair. He's on the top four.
0: That's funny. But uh, that's, that's tidy business to do this. That's very tidy business.
2: No, Adam, it's not tidy business. Okay. He's not allowed to do good things.
1: Yeah, They're supposed to be a star
2: already. He's no, no, no. He Adam Kyle Dubis is not allowed to do good things. Haven't you heard?
0: He'll be. I'll consider him GM of the year if he makes. If he signs a contract, he doesn't have to cap dump away in the and by the end of next year. Okay. Man, I saw the. the, I saw the betting odds. Okay, we can do it. I saw the betting odds had them at like third best chance to win the. I wanted to run my head
2: through a wall. (laughs) Oh, I love seeing that. To yeah, my
0: head through a wall.
2: <laughs> it's June 29th.
0: The couples are more than like three, off like three days ago. They were tr- the
2: Leafs were trending on Twitter yesterday. Screw off, everybody. Alex,
0: Alex, How much he, are you
1: putting on them, Alex, at this point? Zero. I just I, I don't like, want to think of, it's June 29th. They right, haven't do you, done what do you,
0: anything. What do you think of Lilligren?
2: Oh, I it's a like I like him. Great signing. He actually, I think he took steps, many steps, not single, a single step. He took multiple steps. Okay. Uh, This year. So
0: off season cheerleaders coming soon. Uh,
1: Wait a minute, Alex. So you're telling me it takes longer for some defensive prospects to pan out than correct. Oh my God. Correct. Especially
2: ones who fall in the draft. It's crazy. Um, Yeah, no. And again, like I think playing next to Mark Giordano for him is going to be it's going to do him wonders. Like is it's going to literally do whoever plays next to Mark Giordano wonders. I think that's kind of what the expectation here is at this point in Mark Giordano's career. Plus he wants to be here, which is awesome. Um, but with Timothy Lillygren, you know, the one thing I wish, and not that I wish that he needs to, I think, take more steps forward in is being aggressive in front of the net. I think that's what killed him. I honestly think that's why he was scratched in the la- latter half of the Tampa Bay Lightning series. If he can be more aggressive in front of the net, that's what I'd like. Obviously improve everywhere else, but I think that's a, that was a big thing for him this year. Alex I just went. You just went.
0: No, 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 I was going to I was doing a dramatic pause. Oh, sorry. Um, as they did in the Futurama, dramatic story. Ha! Awesome. Anyway, great episode. Adam? Uh, did you guys, did I miss it or did you guys look at McKay of replacements? Oh, we did,
2: we did not. We
1: did not. Did okay, not. so
0: I, I thought I was going grass where I did listen the whole episode because I'm going to ask you here that. Okay. McKay of replacements. Where are we thinking?
1: Andre Palad.
0: Well, I wanted to throw something around here because this is a guy I who That's I it. want to double. I want to double if, check. If it's Christian
2: Dvorak, I'm going to leave this call. No, I it's not.
0: It's
1: <laughs> <Dvorak>. you, <laughs> you did it with me. There's listen, listen, he's listen, not great listen. On
0: David Camp. He's an upgrade on David Camp. You know that.
1: Is it Mike Hoffman?
0: By no, it's skill not a hab, by, but,
1: by
2: skill, yes. I but by fit, I'm more than content with Mike. Uh, by, with David Camp. Um,
0: right no, it's it's not a hab. I love how instinctively I didn't to the habs on Capri. Really. No, it, it's not. It's um it's okay, it's but you do
2: understand why we thought it was a hap, right? It's
0: not Chris. No, don't worry about it. Not uh, that so you they, spent
2: the last four months asking me about Bencharack.
0: <laughs> this is a guy that they've 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 hey listen, we got the unprotected first round pick from no, my, fair, my job no, is respect. done. Um, <laughs> when Curtis is coming on and he's apologizing. I have I'm gonna get the audio queued up and everything. Uh, you're crazy, Adam. You're crazy. Um, so this is a guy who was one year left in his contract at 3.6 million dollars. So not the stupid amount that Mikheyev is going to ask in, in free agency, but a guy that we know for a fact. And Alex, you know this and Daniel very well, actually, about this player. Has in, expressed interest about maybe testing free agency, so maybe this team will be inclined to move him. Familiar with the team, maybe they bring back Connor Brown.
1: Oh, that's an interesting yeah. one.
0: Yeah. Just thought about cool. off the top of my head.
1: He was sad to leave.
0: Yeah, exactly. The first time. He was. So, maybe. What's the cost? Uh, I, I can't imagine it's a ton.
2: Is uh, I don't know about that. But if
0: you're the Leafs next year, you have to. No sugarcoating it. You have to win next year. And, you know.
2: Adam, next we said year, that like baby. the last three years. Yeah, but like, now, like, now it's no more. Now oh. it's no more. They got the bye, respect
0: bye, in bye, the bye, handshake. Bye, no, bye, no, bye, they bye, have bye. to. Come on. Otherwise, I'm coming on this podcast. <sighs> I am ripping Kyle Dube as a new one if they don't win it next year. Otherwise, I'm I no, they have to win next year. Otherwise, if, if you are a fan and they don't win a round around next year and you're like, okay, cool, we can keep going. Oh, Go no, to a no, mental no. hospital. You're insane. Okay, but like, but like like if we're just where is I going with this? Like, okay, so they next year, I mean, if you like, would, would the send? Oh, I'm just, I'm just throwing crap around like two thirds of Connor Brown. I'm sure no, you can a deal out with them and it shouldn't be too complicated, but I'm just thinking, I'm throwing names out there.
2: I just, I think they really like Connor Brown. Like, every time I go on Twitter and send stuff pops up, it's automatically Connor Brown stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's gonna be. What
0: happens with every senator that the fans love, though, they all get traded or leave.
2: <laughs> that's fair. That that that's fair. I just uh, I would love it because again, you put Connor Brown on the second line, and you have the second line of Connor Brown, JT, and Nealander. Yep. I don't hate it.
0: I like mean, so. Listen. I trust I'll read him more in the playoffs, too. I Connor think he's a defensive game. And I think because I think Bunting was exposed in the playoffs. I think, in a pinch, Connor Brown can play on that top line, too. I think he has all the tools. Oh, he's sure. played
2: with I them mean, before. Yeah. Most guys can play on that top line just because of the other two. Um, Mike sent me this Instagram post. I don't know if he also sent it to you. I assume not. He's
0: telling it, me it's Puck Empire.
2: It, It is punk puck empire. Um, I don't know if you also got this one, but it was a trade proposal involving Jake Muzzin. Did you get this or did he just from Matt? No. Did he send you
0: that? He sent me that. And like a bunch of ones for the Habs. And it was like, oh, they bring back Matthew Perot. No, it was actually,
2: it, it was, it was Jake Muzzin for Josh Bailey straight up.
0: That's weird. That just doesn't make sense. But like a yeah, I
2: don't know. Like, I mean, the islanders always. I know those. why it does. I have an yeah. in- inclination of why it doesn't make sense. But it's
0: Justin Bailey's contract.
2: Uh, Same term, $5 million.
0: Wait, wait. Term is Muzzin. So what, two, three Same uh, term
2: is Muzzin. So two more years.
0: Do they want to bring that contract? I don't know if
2: Muzzin or Bailey?
0: Bailey. I mean, They're about the three, same age, right? Yeah. Who replaces Muzzin?
2: Right. That's Rashford what it comes Sandy. down to. So that's what it comes down to is moving muzzin seems like it could work. Is if you're bringing, like listen, could Josh Billy play on the second line? He's played with John Tavares before. Yeah. It's worked.
0: Yeah. Possible.
2: It's just there you go. There's your answer.
0: Didn't he score like 40 goals with them? Or am I thinking of someone else?
2: Uh You'll have to double check that. I'm not oh, sure. No, no, Someone...
0: no. Wait, 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 wait. This is clearly not the right Justin Bailey. So
2: Josh, Josh, Josh. Josh. Josh
0: Bailey. I was about to oh, think. Was say. Oh my lord,
2: Jesus! Justin has, has like
0: never scored more than two no, goals. No, no, Josh Bailey. Uh, but we Josh. believe in his potential, York, Justin. the New
2: York, the New York no, Islander. Yeah, Josh yeah, Bailey. yeah.
0: I swear he had a forty goal year, and it may have been with Tava. No, it wasn't him. Okay, this is it like might have
2: been Acapozo or Anders Lee. Lee.
0: Yes, Andrews Honestly. Lee. Okay, I would think of Andrews Lee. What am I doing? Okay, no, he was like eighteen goal guy. Listen, five million dollars.
2: I just Ooh. I I don't know. Was Ooh. that Lou? Was that Lou?
0: I wouldn't be surprised. I should let see. Double check that. I it be might
2: be uh Garth, Good old Garth. Well, I want to check okay, that oh, one. Well,
0: well, we got we got a double. Where am I? I'm on Puck So How did this happen? Okay, give me minute. I'll, I'll find it.
2: I'm listen. I don't nest. Like I get the idea. I just. Don't know if I like if I would go on with the execution. Um,
0: Three point four is better than five. That's that's what's really gonna help by that third pair being so cheap. Is it's gonna help with the trade deadline?
2: Oh yeah, like listen, the the question is, what on earth does that second pair look like? Uh,
0: he got it was by Gar Snow, By the
2: way, oh of course it was. Like, is that second pair Muzzin Hall? Because that works so well.
0: What happens with San, where where is Sandine playing?
1: He's taking well, Jake Buzz's oh,
0: I don't I, I don't think you won't so, okay, think so you're gonna win a round with that.
2: They won't, especially if it's Sandine Hall. But if you, listen, I'm like I'm going nuts right now. I'm thinking craziness right now. In like you could parted
0: in an Ottinger trade. That's, that's he can, going.
2: That, that. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but if you want to re completely rework that second third, like that bottom four in your defense. So you have Giordano Lilligren but then you go Sandine, and then you trade Muzzin trade hall. Like, listen, these are crazy things. And so much harder easier said than done, but you do that and you completely like you get a Jake Muzzin who can play on the right. And why will it be Josh Manson?
0: Sorry, I, I just had to throw that.
2: I just had to throw that in there. God. But yeah, I don't know who's going to replace Mikhail. My guess is it's probably through free agency. I think they're more like. I think they'll make a trade, in the back end or in the
0: Josh Hosang. Finally, get there. Okay. Um, I was going to talk about Bob McKenzie and Slough. Let's coffee. do it. Let's Honestly, do it. No, nah, because do you know what, Alex? You know why we should wait? Because this Sunday. July 3rd, will be the official two-on-one podcast draft preview of development um, and prestige. Pre- uh, prestige and honor, like the award show. Um, I'm going to hold it off there because, um, honestly, it, it's going to be more, obviously, we're going to have a, it'll be nice that we get to talk about the Leafs having a first-round pick-and-play. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I have a feeling we're gonna have a lot of HABS discussion with the draft preview. Um, considering you guys don't know that the listeners don't know this. I have had stuff about the draft preview on the dock for about two months. <laughs> um it's like, like so it's it's there, it's been there for a while and it's not everything. I actually bought the elite prospects thing and sent it to the guys. Thank you. So we could be no worries, so we could prepare for this. Um so we're going to hold off and talk about the first overall thing because it's annoying. Um, but yeah, that's everything for today. Uh, honestly, like we're at the time of the year where any day something monumental can happen. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not I'm excited.
1: Hmm? I'm excited.
0: You should be too. Mm-hmm. People, I, I don't know why I said it like that. But, um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> thank you. Um, just
1: <laughs> one thing before we go. Shout out to the Hamilton Bulldogs, Jan Mishek, Mason McTavish.
0: Yeah, g- g- guy who tipped the goal to send them to the finals. Yeah, Mishek. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and Arbor Jacki and Arbor Jacki have some respect. Have some respect. Oh, about uh,
1: also for Alex, I think was it William Valnue. Mm, yeah. Yes, he yes. is in the Saint John
2: Sea Dogs. I would like yes. to
0: know because it's on right now, isn't it?
2: I believe so. Yeah.
0: Uh hold on. No, I don't care about it. Wait a minute. I I think it's on. now. Hold on. I want to, okay. I want to double check. Um what is today's day? I can't see really
2: June 29th.
0: Oh. Um oh, it's 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 4-1 uh, it's 4-1 uh uh is it the Sea Dogs? Yeah. It's 4-1 Sea Dogs. Uh Come halfway on. through the game. So uh Daniel unfortunately <laughs> It looks like Mason McTavish will be coming to Anaheim Camp a little downtrodden. Uh, that's unfortunate. Lots I still can't off.
2: get over that he played in the CHL this year. I know. That, that was because did he not start the year with the Ducks? Right. Yeah,
1: he did. Man, and he got crazy. loaned to the Royal juniors. And then yeah. from there, he went back. That's crazy.
0: You know who's been a great star in the Memorial <laughs> Cup, by the way? William Dufour. I think is how you say his name. He's been like, I think it's like his past calendar year. He's at like sixty something goals. The wow. host St. John Sea Dogs, by the way. Um, so I don't know how many goals he has today. Quebec guy. So I don't know who he. Bl- I think he belongs to the Islanders, actually. By the way, people who see that Joss Anderson for thirteenth overall, I don't want to believe that because it is the it is terms of a trade with the Islanders being made public.
2: Yeah, so that's so it's not gonna happen.
0: Not gonna happen. Not gonna happen, that's actually a great point. Yeah, so I saw that. I'm like, I don't know about that. If they, I mean, if it happens, (laughs) you run to the hills. Um, but hey, uh, let's uh, let's go. Uh, that's everything though for today. As I dump all my notes, you may have heard that. I don't care. Uh, guys, check Twitter and see if there's anything about going on in the world and shenanigans. It's unfortunate there's no more Kenobi, yeah. Um Garen says, wild priorities to resign mark on your flurry and Jake Middleton. I forgot they got Middleton. Okay. Shane Wright asked, what does he think of Bob McKenzie's thing? He doesn't, doesn't care. He's not worried. Good. Please take him. Uh, okay. That's everything. I've said that three times or something now. But um,
1: okay. bye, guys.
0: Thank you for well, we gotta do the whole thing. What are you okay, doing? Trying to derail? No, you can do it. Then you just derailing the end of
1: the street. All right, guys, this was great. Another two one podcast, always fun. So uh, be sure to check us all on socials. We're all there. Check us out. Check us out on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify.
0: Twitter, Spotify. and
1: especially Facebook. Yeah. But wherever you can, please give us a rating. It's deeply appreciated. See you on Sunday.